You're listening to a Crossroads original podcast. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that either you or someone that you know is battling anxiety. In fact, statistics in Canada say one in 10 are facing some form of an anxiety disorder. A more recent study done in the U.S. said that 62% of respondents reported experiencing some degree of anxiety. Anxiety is a killer. It is oftentimes responsible for illnesses and diseases that we experience in our physical body. In fact, they say 90% of illnesses and disease are stress-related. Well, if you haven't guessed it by now, we are going to be talking about this very debilitating pandemic that so many of us face. It's the area of anxiety disorders. And uh, this is Mark Masry. You're listening to the Huntley Street Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us today. And we really like to bring issues to the forefront that you are facing on a day-to-day basis, even as followers of Jesus, we can go through seasons of incredible anxiety. And, you know, there's a whole multitude of disorders associated with anxiety. It can be anything from panic disorder to generalized anxiety disorder. Agoraphobia, which is actually the fear of places that might cause feelings of anxiety, or any given uh, specific phobia that you may have. We can have social anxiety disorder. There's post-traumatic stress disorder obsessive-compulsive disorder, separation anxiety disorder, the list goes on and on. We've got a great guest today. In fact, Lara is going to be interviewing him. He's an author, he's a pastor, he's a speaker, written over 20 books. Um, His name is Robert J. Morgan. He experienced debilitating and continues to manage debilitating anxiety. And you may ask yourself, well, he's a pastor. I mean, he must have his anxieties under control. I mean, the Bible's very clear that we're supposed to cast our cares on God, on Jesus, because he cares for us. But the reality is that so many of us are carrying around anxieties. Perhaps they've been passed down to us generationally. Perhaps there are physical reasons why we deal with anxiety. But he has written an incredible book called Calm Your Anxiety, dealing with our anxieties from a very biblical standpoint and using Scripture to be one of the tools that we use on a regular basis to disarm our anxieties. And we're so glad you've tuned in today because this is something that each one of us can pull or glean some help, some support in our own lives. Um, Because I'm pretty sure, although it says one in 10 in Canada deal with anxiety, I'm pretty sure all of us have at one point or another dealt with a situation that made us feel anxious. And how do we respond to those feelings of anxiety and not allow them to get the best of us and and uh, furthermore cause uh, even greater issues in our lives and perhaps even physical illness if we are not careful and get those things under control. Um, we're so honored to have him with us. He's been a guest on the program many times before. If you've ever watched 100 Huntley Street, we're so glad to have him on our podcast today. And I think without further ado, I want you to really um, open your hearts and your ears to hear the heart of Robert J. Morgan and his conversation with Lara about calming our anxieties. Let's go to that now.
If you find yourself among the one in four Canadians struggling with anxiety post-pandemic, you are not alone. And today we're here to bring you hope. Robert J. Morgan, well-known pastor, prolific speaker, and award-winning author with more than 35 books in print, joins me now to talk about his personal journey with anxiety and also his powerful new book, Calm Your Anxiety, Winning the Fight Against Worry. Welcome to 100 Huntley Street, Robert. Thank you, Laura. So happy to be here. Oh, we're always so happy to have you with us. Robert, your new book, Calm Your Anxiety. It's such a powerful resource uh, for those who are struggling with anxiety today, and we know so many people are. Robert, your personal journey with anxiety began at a young age, and, and it's probably surprising to some because you're a prolific speaker and author, um, uh, you know, a leading pastor, mm. a thriving family man, and yet you've had a lifelong struggle with anxiety. You know, I really think we all do. Uh, it may be true that one in four are suffering anxiety, but four and four have a lot of things to worry about in this life. Uh, we all struggle with worries and problems and anxieties. When I was a child, I didn't know what a panic attack was. I just knew that something was happening, you know, that made me feel very afraid. Uh, even when I was in uh, middle and high school, I would have these panic attacks and we didn't know, no, I didn't know that word. I didn't know that phrase. I just thought, I can't breathe. You know, what's going on? And in the years since then, I've had a lot of pressures and life and sorrows like everybody does. And so battling the worry and the anxiety has been a lifelong struggle for me. Uh, I think some of it I get genetically from my mother. Uh, others of it, I think just, you know, it's true for all of us. But, uh, but there are things we can do. I know that God does not want us to live in a constant panic attack. Yeah. And a lot of people are now. They're just living from one panic attack to another, and we should be going step by step towards uh, healing and health and happiness and the blessings that God wants to give to us. Well, you know, it's interesting, Robin, Robert, you mentioned that so many people today are struggling with anxiety. And in 40 years of pastoral ministry, um, you're, you're saying, you know, you wrote about this in the book, that you've noticed such an uptick in people having problems with anxiety. It's something you've never seen to this degree before. It's kind of unprecedented. What do you think yeah. is happening in the world right now? It's the times that we're living in. Okay. It's the uh, pressure that we're under. It's the global situation, which is always just one step away from being apocalyptic. We live at a time now when the whole world can be destroyed by a virus or by a bomb or by uh, biological weapons or who knows what. Um, we are living closer together. Uh, we have more family dysfunction because of some of the policies uh, and and the evolutions of, of where our social life has come. Uh, and then we're just living in the last days. The Bible says in the last days, perilous times will come. All of the interconnectedness of our electronics and our media doesn't help. Uh, the fact that we have our phones with 24-hour uh, constant messages coming to us, all of that is just heightening the atmosphere which makes us vulnerable to anxiety. Well, that's so interesting. And, you know, Robert, as we've just come through a pandemic, some of the ex experiences we had feel so apocalyptic, and they are. They feel mm -hmm. very connected to the end times. I think a lot of us, whether we even follow Jesus or not, we're seeing such a hunger spiritually that people are having to calm anxiety. Um, you know, Robert, it's interesting when you, you know, your journey with struggling with anxiety, I do wonder, you know, did, have you ever, did you ever ask God to remove that burden from you? 
Um, but at the same time, I do know you also, it was an opportunity for you to develop a new relationship with your well-being and with God. So, Yeah, well, that's a very good question. You know, I have never really said, Lord, take away all of my capacity for worry or for anxiety. Maybe that's a good prayer to pray. I've never really thought about praying it. But what I've said is, Lord, help me to mature so that I can experience more of the peace and the joy of Christ so I can trust you more with these burdens. Uh, you know, faith is the ability to keep our spirits strong despite problems because of what God has said in his word. It is being fully persuaded that God has the power to do what he has promised. Mm -hmm. So I've, my practice has been when I get something that, is, that, that, that causes anxiety or triggers worry, I say, Lord, I need scripture. Yeah. I need something, a promise from you. And then I begin to focus on that scripture. Uh, now, I think medication may be helpful, therapy, counseling may be helpful, but those things are really only effective when you have a spiritual foundation. Mm -hmm. And that spiritual foundation comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ and with his word. And I found that meditation, meditation is better than medication. Both may be needed, but if you don't have the meditation of Scripture, always Scripture going through your mind, then you're at a disadvantage when it comes to dealing with anxiety. Well, it's so interesting, Robert, because, you know, I've prayed the prayer, Lord, take my anxiety away. <laughs> you said, you know, you haven't prayed that prayer, but I haven't done what you've suggested in the book. You know, I know my Bible, I read my Bible every day, but I haven't take, taken biblical verses and applied them to moments when I'm worrying and said, you know, this is what the word says. And just to hear, um, you know, God's voice in that and how he can work with us. I love the idea that we can build our resilience to worry. And as you said off the top of our conversation, People, whether they have anxiety or not, everybody across the world is worrying. We're in a mm -hmm. state of worry. And, you know, we're not alone in that. When we look at um, Bible heroes, when we look at specific ones, and you, you dive deep on the life of Paul, and you talk about him in this book, um, Calm Your Anxiety, that he had anxiety. And I didn't realize that. I, I've studied theology for years in the Bible, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that about Paul. Paul was very high strung. And... He says in the book of 2 Corinthians, he told them, uh, because he was terribly worried about what was happening with that church, which was one of his premier projects of his whole life, and it was a mess. And he said, I went to Troas, and the Lord opened a great door of ministry there, but I was so filled with anxiety, I had no peace of mind, I had to leave and try to get information about what was going on with you guys. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that basically is what he says. So, I think that to some extent, anxiety is endemic in, in every, uh, well, from Adam and Eve, you know, the Bible is filled with anxious, worried people. But the Apostle Paul knew how to combat that anxiety. Uh, he wrote, you know, about be anxious for nothing, but in every situation by prayer and petition, present your request to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts. So it's not that we can just not be anxious anymore. It's that during moments when we have worry and fear, we can come to the Lord yeah. and find scriptures and get his perspective and begin looking at it the way he does through the lens of scripture. We trust him and we are able to come to a point of faith rather than fear in our lives. And that is a tremendous spiritual victory that causes 
tremendous pleasure to the Lord. Well, and I just love that because sometimes that's why we're on that journey because it is about growing and getting closer to Jesus mm -hmm. and experiencing these moments of freedom. We don't always have our burdens taken away, but through the burden we get to develop our spiritual life and our experiences with God and, you know, His faithfulness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love that you actually dive deep into Philippians 4. So in the book, you um, you have these habits. Mm -hmm. You have these habits and you've broken it down that someone can work on this habit. The first habit is joy mm -hmm. found in that Bible verse. Uh, the power of joy to dispel our anxiety and worry. Tell us a little bit more about that idea. Yeah, the Apostle Paul and Philippians, his letter to the church at Philippi in chapter 4 verses four through eight, gives us like a bullet-pointed list of things to do to combat anxiety. Hmm. And the first one is to rejoice. He says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. And that's an Old Testament phrase. He took that from the Old Testament, especially from the prophet Habakkuk, who said, uh, after he had gone through tremendous anxiety, this Old Testament prophet said, even if there's no sheep, and the pen, and no cattle, and the stalls, and no grapes on the vine, I will still rejoice in the Lord. Mm. And Paul picked that up, and he said, if we can just make up our minds to rejoice, I'm going to rejoice today. I've got a lot of things to worry about, but I've got more things to rejoice about than I have to worry about. I have reasons to worry, but I have better reasons to trust. Mm. And we just say, Lord, today I'm going to count it all joy I mean, that verse, this morning I woke up worried about something. Yeah. I have a, a pretty big problem I'm dealing with right now. And I woke up and that was on my mind. And my, so I just said, Lord, I need scripture. And James chapter one, count it all joy when you fall into various pressures and trials because God is using them to develop your faith and ask him for wisdom to know what to do. So I started focusing on that. Mm -hmm. And would you believe, Laura, that joy begin to bubble up within me. So there's a power to choosing the joy of the Lord. It's an incredible power, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's so encouraging. Um, another habit you talk about in the book is dependence, which leads to nearness, But yes. and that's a habit you unpack. Tell us a little bit about that dependence. I love this concept, and it, it actually gives me so much encouragement. Well, again, in Philippians 4, it says, the Lord is near. Mm -hmm. I mean, He's right here. He is closer than we know. We get up in the morning and we say, Lord, you've been awake all night long. Good morning. And then we go through the day and he's walking with us and going with us wherever we go. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. We go to bed at night and we say, Lord, I'm going to uh, go to sleep now. I know you're going to stay up all night long and watch over me. So we know his presence. We experience that and that allows us to depend upon him. And so Paul said, the Lord is near. Do not be worried about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. I mean, that's incredible. What should we be worried about? Nothing. But instead, with prayer and petition, then present your request to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. So we have to depend on him. We depend on his promises. Yes. We depend on his presence. We depend on his provision. We depend on all of the things he has told us in this wonderful book mm -hmm. he has given to us, the Bible, and we can trust him. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, why the book of Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When we do that, he carries our load. 
he bears our burden. That's incredible. And you know, I love this. You've got a short sentence in this book that says, it's job, it's God's job to work, not worry. We can yes. give him our worries and trust he will work. Yes, the Lord never worries. He knows how it's going to turn out. He knows what he's going to do. He has told us that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord. And when we find those verses, they are so much bigger yeah. than all of the things that we're worried about. So it helps us to regain perspective as we look at we don't look at our, our scriptures through the lens of our problems. We look at our problems through the lens of scripture mm -hmm. and we see them the way God does and it helps us to trust him and we can take a deep breath and say, Lord, I know you've got this under control. Yeah. It's interesting, um, Robert, because so many psycho like psychologists and um, thought leaders are talking about the power of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And in your book, um, you know, page 81, you write that, Gratitude boomerangs into benefits the world can never know, emotional benefits, psychological benefits, and spiritual experiences such as the peace and hope of Christ. Tell me a little bit about how we practice that gratitude and what that looks like as it bubbles up in the life of a believer who's struggling with worry or anxiety. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Paul, again, weaves this into Philippians 4. The Lord is near, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, mm -hmm. present your request to God. So in any situation, Laura, we can look around and say, oh, this is so bad, this is so bad, this is so bad, this is so bad, this is so bad. Or we can look around and say, there's some bad things here, but at least I can be thankful for this. I can be thankful for this. I can be thankful for this. There is never a situation in which God has not given us elements for which we can be thankful in the middle of it. Yeah. And to begin to refocus our mind on those things that we can be thankful for, it, it, it does something to us psychologically. Uh, gratitude is God's idea but the most modern psychologist will say that it's something that is very therapeutic. Yeah. Uh, the Lord knew it all along. Uh, <laughs> Psalm 1 or Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, come before his presence with thanksgiving. Mm. And uh, when we learn, the more we learn to do that and practice it, then the stronger we will be against this giant of worry and anxiety yeah. that comes against us railing the way that it does. Mm. So encouraging, Robert. I'm so thankful. And, and, you know, just for our viewers watching right now who may be inundated with worry and anxiety, um, fears, and maybe for good reason because of the state of the world or their own lives, what word of encouragement would you have for them? I would give uh, John chapter 14, let not your hearts be troubled. These are the words of Jesus. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I've gone to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And he went on to say, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Whatever we're going through, God has scriptures for us, and you can trust him. You can trust every promise that he gives, and the promises are much bigger than the problems we face. 
Oh, Robert, that's so, so wonderful, so hope-filled, and so true. Thank you for those words. Uh, your book, Calm Your Anxiety, this is a resource I will continue to use. I know so many of our viewers will as well. Robert, thank you. Thank you for being with us today. You're thank welcome. You My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I was absolutely amazed to hear Robert speak about his own journey with anxiety and how, you know, he hasn't necessarily prayed and asked God to remove it, but actually asked God to come into his anxieties to disarm them and to help him manage those anxieties um, and allow God to get glory through that. And it may sound kind of foreign uh, for some of you listening to say, how can God get glory out of my anxiety? Well, he really can. And, uh, you know, in Philippians 6, um, verse 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If there was ever a prescription for our anxieties, for uh, what we might be facing um, in our mental health, I think this is the scripture. And the Apostle Paul certainly knew what he was talking about. In fact, uh, many theologians will argue that Paul battled anxieties and mental illness. Um, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And I think that's a very important distinction to make here, with thanksgiving, not with griping, not with complaining, not with allowing those uh, anxieties to get out of control or dwelling on them, but with thanksgiving. Because what's interesting, and psychologists will tell us that we cannot focus on being thankful and also be anxious about something at the same time. So an, an amazing remedy, a prescription for our anxieties is to give thanks. Have a list of things that you're thankful for and be able to pull that list out at any given moment when you feel anxiety is coming on too strong. I thought it was interesting, too, that Robert mentioned whenever he's faced with an anxious situation, a situation that's causing him to feel anxious, he always asks God for a scripture uh, to bring that scripture to memory that will help disarm that anxiety in the moment. Now, the onus is on us to fill our hearts and our minds with the Word of God. It is on us. We've got to spend time in God's Word daily, and it doesn't have to be large deposits of God's Word. It can be just little bite sizes that will speak to the day that we're facing, the day that's ahead of us. You know, getting our time with God early in the day is always a great prescription for life uh, because it helps us face the day with a confidence that can only be found when our faith is rooted in Christ Jesus. So I want to encourage you today, whatever it is you're facing, and there are obvious uh, times where counseling and therapy and even medication is appropriate. But I like this thing that Robert said that, you know, meditation is a must. Meditating on God's Word and spending time in prayer is a must. And sometimes medication can come alongside that as well. So I want you to know that uh, we love you. We support you. We've got prayer partners that would love to help you with the meditation part. They would love to pray with you and encourage you on your faith journey. And perhaps you're feeling anxious about a situation. Tell one of our prayer partners. They would love to pray with you about that situation so that you can know the peace 
that Philippians 6 says at the tail end of that verse there, the peace which passes all our capacity within our humanness to understand will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. That is a great promise, and that is a promise that I want to stand on every single day of my life. Our prayer partners are are available any time of the day, every day of the week, all hours of the day. It doesn't matter when you're listening to this podcast. Pick up the phone and call 1-866-273-4444. Again, that number, I'll try to slow down because I just really want to give it. I'm so excited to give this number. 1-866-273-4444. Or if you're more comfortable sending us an email, you can do that at prayer at crossroads.ca. We're we're more than happy to respond to you through email. We also have our digital pastor, and they are available to you through our webpage, crossroads.ca. You will notice there's a chat icon on our homepage. We would uh, be more than happy to reach out to you to, to communicate with you in any way you feel comfortable. Avail yourself to those resources, folks. Trust me, they make the difference. We are there because we want to make sure that this is two-way communication, and we want you to know that God loves you, and He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. You've been listening to Mark Masry and the Huntley Street Podcast. Thanks for joining us again for this episode, and make sure you come back time and time again to have your life enriched and your faith in Christ Jesus furthered and deepened as we walk this journey of Christianity together. God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for your ongoing support of Crossroads, a supporter-funded nonprofit organization and member of the Canadian Centre of Christian Charities. Thanks to faithful people like you, we are able to continue producing 100 Huntley Street. You can write to Crossroads, P.O. Box 5100, Burlington, Ontario, L7R4M2, or visit crossroads.ca to learn more about our programs.